You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. What is the powerful secret to creating a business and life that matter? Well, I will share it with you today. My guest is Evan Carmichael, and he's a YouTuber, entrepreneur. Evan Carmichael believes in entrepreneurs. Gary Vaynerchuk called him the DJ who inspires people, and Ed Milet called him a modern-day Napoleon Hill. At 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist, raising 500000 to $15 million. He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 3.4 million subscribers and 300 million views, wrote four books and speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. Forbes named him one of the most top 40 social marketing talents and Inc. named him one of the 100 great leadership speakers and 25 social media keynote speakers you need to know. He has set two world records, uses trampoline and stand-up desk, owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio where he met his wife and has a giant Doritos bag in front of him all day to remind him that he is stronger than Doritos. Toronto is his home, he's a husband, father, TCM fan, and Timo main. So Evan and I will be discussing very interesting topics today. How to plan your schedule and your everyday routine, and what was Evan's secret to become successful, how do our surroundings help us accomplish our goals and achieve success, how can we convert our fantastic ideas into reality, how can we discover our vision? How can we avoid or manage our fear of starting new projects? And so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi there. I'm so delightful to have you on my podcast. I'm just amazed by your background and your experience. 
So would you please briefly tell us about yourself, your career, and how did you get to where you are now? What's your secret of success? I love it. Well, thanks for having me on. I, I love all the colors. That's amazing. I love all the, the, the pink and purples in the back. It's beautiful. Thank um, you. I mean, I think most people know me either from my YouTube channel or for the books, just trying to help entrepreneurs, just trying to spread the message of belief. And ultimately, I think your purpose comes from your pain. So whatever you struggle the most with is what you want to help other people through. And so I struggled a lot to believe myself as a young entrepreneur. And I just want to make other people believe in themselves a little bit more to chase down their ambitions and goals and dreams. What makes someone a successful entrepreneur? What's the secret sauce, I guess? It's a combination of like, what do you love doing with what brings value to other people? So this is where a lot of people struggle. If you, if you love doing something, but it doesn't bring any value to anybody else, then you've got a hobby and it can be a really fulfilling hobby, but you're not going to turn it into a business unless you can figure out how it can bring value to other people. There are other people though, who start a business just trying to make money, but they don't love the thing. And you're not going to win that way either, because there's always going to be people who actually love the work, right? If you look at the rules for success, like loving the actual process of what you're doing is the thing that comes up the most consistently for people. And so if you're only chasing it as a strategy, because you think you can make a lot of money, but you don't love the thing, you're going up against people who actually love it. And so long-term you're going to quit and they're going to keep going. So it's in that combination. Like, what do you actually love doing? What can you get lost in? What, what could you spend eight hours and like eight hours went by? What just happened? It felt like 30 minutes. Like, what is that stuff? And then how can you use that to then bring value to other people and solve a problem? And if you can merge those two things together, then you will have a successful business. Incredible. How do you actually balance your day? How do you balance work and business and family to have a balance? Or there's a new thing about not having balance, but just still doing it all and being great with it, I guess, being perfect. I'm not being perfect. Well, I don't know if this is perfect, but I think that's a personal question. Like everybody's definition of balance is going to be different. Uh, if you look at when people ask me how many hours you spend working, like, well, what's work? Like, is it, is this work? Like, this isn't work. This doesn't feel like work for me. This is fun. Like I get to come in here. We get to have a conversation, get to help inspire some, this, this. I'm leaving here with more energy than when I came in. So this, this, I guess could be work hours, but it doesn't feel like work. So what is work? Right. I think ultimately you have to figure out what does a mix look like for you and the willingness to then go after that schedule, even when other people think it's crazy. So I like to have different things on different days. So I have a morning routine that I'll do every day and an evening routine that I'll do every day. And that's fairly consistent, but then different days I'm doing different things. So uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. I don't know when it comes out, but it's a Thursday I was recording it. And that's my public facing day. So that's when I'm doing interviews and podcasts and I'm staying in the energy zone of just, I'm normally introverted and shy. So this is, this is an easy way to like have everything all together and it's 25 minutes on and then five minute break in between. Um, so Thursday is my public facing day. Friday, tomorrow will be my CEO day. So being the CEO of my business. Monday is my mentoring day. So we've got 40 something people on the team and I spend the day mentoring them and helping them get better. Tuesday is my YouTube day where I'm making content for my channels. Wednesday is my, my project day where I'm working on whatever project that I want to work on. And so I've, I've assigned days for the different things that are important to me and what I'm trying to build and create. Monday's mentoring day, Tuesday's YouTube day, Wednesday's project day, Thursday's public facing day, and then Friday's CEO day. And it's a nice mix of things that work for me. I also bring that into the weekend. So Saturday is fun day. 
So Saturday I'm, I'm doing something with the family or we're going, um, I'm surprised my wife or we're going to a street festival or a drive-in theater, just something fun. And then Sunday is family admin day where that's go to the Costco and clean up the laundry and fix the house and like the boring stuff that you have to do to just run your life. And so that's what balance looks like for Evan Carmichael at the date of this recording, right? That might change. That might ask me in a year, it might be something different. And if somebody was to try on my life, it wouldn't fit. So the key is to figure out what are the things that you want to have happen in your life? And if you don't assign spots in your calendar for those things to happen, they won't happen, right? You, you want to build a great business. Cool. When are you working on your business? If it's not in your calendar, it will never happen. So it's just a hope and a dream. You want to have a great relationship. Same thing. When, when are you spending time during the week focused on your relationship? If, if you're not, then you won't have a great relationship. So what are your goals? And then making sure the time in your calendar uh, matches it. And you may not be in complete control of your calendar. Like maybe you have a job, maybe you work with somebody else. Cool. For the hours that you do control, how can you use them intentionally to start to build a better life for yourself? I love how you structure everything. It totally makes sense. And actually it does create a routine, a great routine that you can stick to and still feel very structured and on the top of your game. I really struggled before having a routine. So this helped me a lot because if I woke up today and had nothing on my plate, I don't know what I would do. I, I would explore, I, I, I would not be very productive. And it would not be moving closer to the life that I want to be living. And so having different days for different things really, really helped me. And also just not having to jump between different energy states, right? So as I don't have to jump from, so today, you know, I've had a whole bunch of podcasts. And then after this, I have a whole bunch more podcasts. So the energy I have right now is different than the energy I had in the morning. The energy in the morning is like, oh, I'm tired. I'm waking up. Like, oh, I got, I'm going to do some shows. Cool the energy that I've, I've gained from all the people before you, I'm now bringing to you and whoever I have coming up next I'm taking your energy and pouring it into, into them. It's a lot easier to stay in that same energy zone than to go from this to then writing my next book or to planning out YouTube content, right? So there's, there are real switching costs to go from one task to another, to another, to another. And so as much as you can stay in the same energy zone as possible, it'll make you a lot more productive and a lot more effective too. Yeah. How do you compare passive income, like people who prefer have passive income or just like to work for themselves and to those who just razor sharp and focused on one job or just one business? I think the key is that you're with the time that you have, what are you actively working on? Right? Like if you are only focused on passive income and like, I'll do whatever it takes to just build this thing well, you probably won't do whatever it takes because you don't enjoy the thing where the key is like, you still want to be working on something where work doesn't become work. Where like me being on here is this isn't work for me. This is fun. This is contribution. So what is the thing that you would actually really enjoy doing? The building passive income is a, is a strategic question, which is great. And you can, and you can, you can build that into your business or you can build that into your, your investment cycle for sure. Do it. It's smart. But we make like what you spend your time on every day should be a heart question first. The big decisions you make in life is a heart question, like not a hard question, but a heart question. And so big decisions with the heart, small ones with the head. If you're building passive income inside something that you don't like, you're not going to win. Like, what do you actually love doing? And then be smart about how to actually go off and accomplish it. So 
at the top is like, well, what should I do with my life? Well, don't worry about passive income yet. We can, you can build passive income into almost anything. It's a strategy. Cool. But what are we actually like? Why are we doing the thing that we're doing? If you're, if you're doing a podcast, you can build passive income. in. if you have a YouTube channel, you can build passive income. in. if you're doing real estate, you can build pass, like passive income can be applied to every single business. You can find a way to make it work, but it's more like picking the right business at the beginning because you love doing the thing is the more important question. How do we, I know now everything changed and with unpredictable times. We can't, this concept of planning 10 years ahead doesn't really work anymore. Like how do you plan long-term goals and short-term goals? What's the best thing to do? What's the best strategy to do it? So I've, I've never been a fan of 10 year goals. If you know where you're going to be in 10 years, then you're playing small. You know, like 10 years ago, you wouldn't say, I'm going to have this podcast and I'm going to be interviewing people. I'm going to be, it's like, there's no way you wouldn't, you would have said, it's not happening. Right. So if you're, if you're growing and you're learning and you're improving and you're getting better, then there's no way that you know what you're capable of in a 10 year window. Okay. So, the, but that doesn't mean have no goals. So the most effective way I found is you start with a mission. Like what's the mission that you're on? What are you trying to accomplish that for the rest of your life, you'll still love doing. So for me, I want to spread more belief, right? I think it's the world's biggest problem. People do not believe in themselves enough. That's what I wake up every day trying to do and will do for the rest of my life. Like I'm never going to fully solve that problem for the entire world. And I wake up every day trying to do something that will solve that problem for the entire world. How I go off and accomplish it will change with time. So if you ask me, where am I going to be in X number of years, 10 years, five years, whatever, I say, okay, well, what's the next logical step? It could be to have 10 million subscribers on my YouTube channel. Cool. But in 10 years, maybe YouTube's not even around anymore, or it's not as relevant anymore. Like in 10 years, maybe I should completely abandon YouTube and we're going to be doing VR interviews. So we're going to all like tune in and join you, you know, in your studio in, in VR land, right? Like the world will change. And so it's okay to have a goal to say, okay, my next goal is to have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube or, or my first thousand subscribers on YouTube. Cool. But along the way, as the world changes and as you change as a human, other opportunities will open up and you have to be open to those opportunities opening up because it'll take you down an even better path than the one that you thought of. Like if you think about your life now compared to who you were 10 years ago, 10 years ago, you would not be able to plan for this life. 10 years ago, you would have a limiting view of what you were capable of doing. And so same thing for now, you right now can't plan for the next 10 years either. So it's okay. Mission at the top. Here's what you're trying to spread to the world. And then it's okay to have goals, but recognize that those goals will likely change. The longer the horizon is out, it's a great, it's a great path to shoot for, but we're, we're going to have to jump off and go somewhere else. Cause it's actually going to be better for us. Honestly, personally, I hate the question people ask me, what is your goal? Like five-year plan. I don't have five-year plan because nowadays technology is changing every month, every day and new, new things come up. So there are so many different things that you can do and so many streams of income and there will be even more. So I can't totally predict what is going to be happening in five years. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think if you have a five-year plan and, and like you're absolutely certain that's going to happen. You're living a small life. You know, it's like, if you're, if you're a lawyer getting started and in 10 years, you're going to be senior partner at the law firm. Like it's a very kind of, that life was handed to you. It's like, if you can plan where you're going to be, it's a, it's a roadmap life that was handed to you as opposed to you're going to create something that's never been created. Like if you're creating something, a great life that's never been created before, 
How do you know where you're going to be? It's impossible. Even next year, I don't know where I'm going to be next year, but I'm going to be doing something big, serving entrepreneurs and helping people believe in themselves more. So true. I totally agree with you. And you talking about you have helping people to believe in themselves. How do you do that? And how can someone believe in him or herself? Like, what's the key? Because yeah, so, you struggle yeah, but, with it every day. I, and, and I still do too. You know, like I, I have a hard time believing in myself for the next step. I can believe in myself in everything that I've done, but not in the next thing that I'm about to do. So two ways to do it. And both are really helpful. One is the environment that you're in. So from the, the people that you subscribe to, the podcasts you listen to, the books that you read, the YouTube channels that you watch, inside of there, there are people that can help you believe more in yourself, right? So do an audit, do a believe audit of everybody that you consume. Who you, you know, maybe your parents are amazing or your family, or maybe they suck and maybe they tell you that you can't do stuff. Cool. But you still get to choose between who you follow, subscribe to, and listen to. If this, this podcast, you know, allows you to believe more in yourself, cool. There's other episodes. Go back and listen to more episodes and be around this more often. So it's why I made my channels because every day I have Elon Musk in my ear and Oprah Winfrey in my ear and Steve Jobs in my ear and they pull me up to do more than I thought that I could do. So now you get to choose. So do, do that audit of the people that you follow and see, do they make me believe more in myself or less? If you're on Instagram and 45 minutes have gone by and you realize that you have less energy and, and you're just more jealous and upset, like Instagram's not the problem. You're following the wrong people. There are some amazing people posting on Instagram or YouTube or wherever that if you were around them more, it would actually fuel you with more belief and more hope and more courage than otherwise. So be very careful about who you're following and do that audit constantly to see, does this person make me believe in myself more or not? That's just the motivation side of things. And what that does is it can give you like motivation alone is not enough. Listen to a speech is not enough. It, what it can do though, is it gives you the momentary courage to then go do the thing. So how you build more belief in yourself is doing the thing that you feel is impossible, that, that is too scary, that's too difficult, that's too hard, that someone like you cannot do. And then you go off and do, even if it doesn't work, just the fact that you tried is an inspiration, builds the belief muscle a little bit more to make your first video, to ask your first guest on to whatever the first thing is that you're afraid to do to then go off and do it, to teach yourself that being scared isn't a good enough reason. So being around step one is do the audit, be around the people who make you believe more in yourself. That then gives you the momentary courage you need to then go and take the step that will ultimately build your belief up higher. So it's always those two things that have worked for me and I've seen it work for others. And hopefully now it'll work for your audience too. These are the incredible things, actually. They totally make sense. And we kind of a little bit talked about it, but how can we discover our vision? I know you said go based on your heart and what you feel, what you love, but a little bit more about vision. How can we do it? So the easiest way to think about it is whatever you struggled the most with, like our purpose comes from our pain. So whatever you struggled the most with is what you want to help other people through. I want to help spread belief because that's what I struggled the most with. I love helping entrepreneurs mostly because that's who I was and what I struggled the most with. So whoever you used to be 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, whatever, think about the most painful moment in your life emotionally, not, not physically, but when did you feel the worst as a human and you've come out of it? You're not, you're not done growing. You're still climbing. You're still learning. You're still trying to get better. You're never done the journey, but you've learned a lot of lessons along the way for where you are right now. And you could go back and talk to younger you and say, Hey, 
this, like fix this here. It's going to work out. And so there are many people, millions of people right now who currently are younger. You they're struggling with the thing that you struggled with and they need your help and they need your guidance and they need your encouragement and they need your support and they need your wisdom. And that will never get old. Like it's great. You'll love helping somebody cross the street or holding the door open for somebody. Those little acts of kindness is awesome. Keep doing that. But even better is when you see somebody who is basically a younger version of you and then you help them and you see the hope light up in their eye. That's the greatest thing ever. And you want to do that for, for the rest of your life. And you want to do that for the world. And so ultimately your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever you struggled the most with is what you want to help other people through. I love it. What inspired you to write your books and what was the main takeaway you would like for your readers to know and to have from it? Yeah. So each book has a slightly different vibe. I never actually wanted to write a book. I, I didn't think books were the answer. I thought I have my YouTube channel, like go watch the YouTube videos. But um, every now and then I get hit with a creative push that says, okay, this, this needs, this just lives better as a book. So back to like 10 year goals, I've never said I was going to write a book. Built to Serve was my last one. And, and people have been asking me, I wrote Built to Serve three and a half years ago. And people have asked me, when's your next book coming? I was like, I, I don't want to write another book. Built to Serve is the book. And then I wrote a new book called Momentum. Uh, I wrote it in 40,000 words in five days. And it just flew out of me because it, it, it had to come out. And so that's, again, you can't predict where you're going to be and what you're going to create. Um, you're trying to solve a, a, a heart problem with your head. And so ultimately I want everybody to, if you're reading any of my books or consuming any of my content to, to get the belief. So uh, your one word is about figuring out your most important core value. Uh, Built to serve is about finding your purpose and turn it into a business. And the new book momentum is about how do you get the momentum? Because for most people, the only thing they're missing is momentum. Like you've got an idea, you've got a great heart, you've got a great purpose and you're just not doing anything. You're not starting like, that first step is the hardest thing. So how do we get you into action mode? And um, yeah, new book coming out. So I'm excited to get it out to the world. Nice. When is it coming out? Uh, ebook is July 26th. Oh, very soon. So, so I don't know when this podcast is coming up, but ebook is July 26th. And then after that, paperback, hardcover, audiobook, Spanish, multilingual, all of that fun stuff. It's amazing. And the hardest part I see for many people is to actually turning their purpose into the plan or turning their passion into business. And many people struggle with it. What's your best advice? How can someone accomplish it? I know you said the first step is the hardest step, but sometimes how do you break that point? It's, it's not, so first off, it's recognizing that you're really just afraid. Like all of the stories that we are telling ourselves of why you can't do it, you believe the stories, otherwise you wouldn't do, you know, I mean, you're, you're not telling yourself stupid reasons. There are smart reasons that you believe, but underneath it is you're just afraid. We're just afraid. We're just afraid to do the thing. We're afraid of being rejected. We're afraid of nobody seeing the con. We're afraid of people seeing the content and judging us. And we're afraid of people not seeing us, right? It's like, we're afraid of both spectrums at the same. So at the end of the day, it's just fear. And it's recognizing that fear can no longer be a good enough reason. If you want your great life, it's going to be on the other side of taking a lot of scary steps. So fear can't be a good enough reason. Um, so that awareness is the first step. Then, okay, now what are you going to do with it? Like, okay, I'm afraid I'm going to do it. So what, just taking some kind of momentum, some kind of action to get you going. So you're not on the couch thinking and hoping and dreaming, but you're creating something. Um, and then through, I would say to, to get some kind of community. 
because it's really difficult to do scary things when it's all by yourself. So whether it's um, friends that you know, or you're joining a new community, uh, don't go through difficult times all by yourself, because it's really hard to keep that momentum going by yourself. I really love how you said it. The fear is not a good enough reason, not a good excuse anymore. So, <laughs> and of course, finding your tribe, finding your support is very important. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know, I know we're kind of at time, but it may be a group that you form yourself or maybe a group, somebody else's group that you join. And the first group you join may not be the right group for you. Cool. It's just like the first person you date doesn't mean you're going to marry that person either. So don't, just because your first relationship didn't work out doesn't mean that you're never going to get married, right? So your first group may not be the one you stick with for life, but it doesn't mean that you should stop looking. And when you're around the right people and the right groups, whether you form it yourself or you join other people's, it makes all the difference in the world. Because when you feel like you're alone, the willpower goes way down. But if you feel like you've got a support system, it makes a huge difference. 100%. Absolutely. Thank you, Aya. It's great being on. Love the smile. Love, love the color. And um, yeah, hopefully the episode impacts some people. And if you guys love this, then give Aya some love as well and give her a comment on this video too. Thank you so much. And where can our listeners find you, your social handles and YouTube and all the socials? I'm Evan Carmichael. Wherever you're going, I'm probably there under Evan Carmichael. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Aya. Have a great day. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.